Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of On3 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. We appreciate you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville. Or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. It'd be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Academy. Well, that would be a little weird. Not uh, not Academy. Uh, not Academy. Just Academy. It'd be a little strange. Yeah. By the way, I, we have now up, I think, to five different pronunciations of Chally Beat or whatever you want to call it. And every single person that, that does it thinks that they have the definitive. Yeah. I've come to it. the conclusion that it's just an illusion. I, I don't think that any of you know the proper way to pronounce. It's an ancient Druid Calico. word, and if you do pronounce it correctly, the world will end, as you know. It. <laughs> it will collapse upon reality will collapse upon itself, and we'll yeah, all be in purgatory. Uh, that's that's what's so great about it. Everybody's like, no, 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 it's it's this. Trust me. Like, yeah. Well, that's what Source, Jimmy said. Trust me. Jimmy trust said me. that, and then Michael said this, and doesn't matter. And and Academy is probably wrong too. I don't trust any of you. Wherever you are in our great state. You want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee? It's just a click away. StrangeBrewCoffeeHouse.com. Don't forget, every time you support Strange Brew Coffee House, you support the Bulldog Initiative. You can also support the Bulldog Initiative with PIP Printing. Our good friends over there, Camden Baker, has got an incredible plan set up. You, as a business owner, you already spend money on printing. It's it's just part of, of the game being a business owner. You do you give your business to PIP Printing and get 10% sent right back to the Bulldog Initiative in your business's name. That is a great deal. It helps everybody. And again, it's money you're already spending. So why not spend it with a Mississippi State-owned and operated business that's going to help the Bulldog Initiative? Call Camden Baker at 601-499-5216, or you can look online, pipridgeland.com, to get an idea of the services they offer at PIP Printing. It makes your business better and helps the Bulldog Initiative. That is a win-win. I'm struggling with PIP Printing, trying to give them, like, you know, a, a, a the proper end of the read, right? Like I came up with the whole advantage business systems. It you know, helps your business do business and hip the, hip parade. Hip hip parade. All a right. little corny, but it works. I'll workshop it. I'll workshop it. I'll see what I can do with it. I I, I can't. I haven't figured out the the end of the uh, the read yet. I'm still I'm still struggling with that. But we'll get there. We will get there. We'll figure it out. Yeah. College Corner and CollegeCornerStore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. We are just days, you know, like 38 days, I believe, until the start of the college baseball season here in Starkville, which means if you haven't already gotten a brand new maroon and white M over S pullover or polo, well, then you're falling behind. The banner M is done. It's gone. 
never to be seen again. And and not gone soon enough, it was. So, head over to College Corner, two locations in the Jackson area, original by Fleet Fleet, flowed by the Half Shell, or you can shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starbucks' flagship restaurant. When we're talking about the best dinner in town, if you're talking about a dinner where you want to you want to make an impression, you want to have a special occasion, the dinner itself is the special occasion when you eat at Restaurant Tyler. Great steaks, pastas, fried fried chicken, and they always have great specials. When when Robbie and I dined there the other night, I, I enjoyed their special. They had a, a surf and turf with uh with a barbecue with a pork chop and barbecue shrimp, and I was just like. It was incredible. It was so good. Yeah. So, you know, Ty Tim's is always coming up with great ideas there in the kitchen. You can enjoy them with a trip to Restaurant Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout central Mississippi here to serve you a small-town feel with big financial backing. That's what Priority One Bank is. They have been taking care of their customers for a long time. They make you feel like family when you're there, but they also have the kind of financial backing that you're going to need to achieve your businesses and your family's goals. If you haven't seen them online yet, go to PriorityOneBank.com. Find a location near you. If you live in central Mississippi, there's going to be one. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. A little detour from the world of Mississippi State. We're still talking Mississippi State, but not directly. We're going to go to the NFL today and talk about everybody's favorite guy, Dak Prescott, We've got to make the case, Robbie Falk, that Dak Prescott is the league MVP for 2023. First thing I notice when I look at Dak's stats, he has a little roller coaster thing going here, right? So 2019, he throws for nearly 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, only 11 picks. 2020, uh, he gets injured that season and uh, it only plays a, a you know a few games. And that was going to be that might have been his best year. Like statistically, he was he on path to have really a huge well. year. Yeah. 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 The next year has a great year, 4,400 yards passing, 37 touchdowns, ten uh, only 10 picks, completes nearly 69% of his passes. Nice. Thank you. Sorry. Uh, doesn't have a great year, 2022. Leads the league in interceptions, only throws for 2,800 yards, 23 touchdowns. Now this year, maybe the best year of his career, almost 70% completion rate, 4,500 yards, 36 touchdowns to only nine picks. Is having a fantastic year. The Cowboys are the two seed in the playoffs. Uh, they are the NFC East champions, and that's a division that, you know, if you, you keep up with the NFL, the Eagles were really in control of that division for a long time, and then the Eagles just fell apart, and the Cowboys didn't. They, they, they played some of their best football towards the end, including even that win over Philadelphia uh, in, uh, in Dallas. And Dak is, you know, Ezekiel Elliott has gone. Some of the other pieces have come and gone. Zach, Dak has remained and has become, you know, he, he's he's become one of the league's best quarterbacks. I mean, he's he's certainly in the in the the top tier of NFL quarterbacks now. And now it looks, I, I think right now he's probably the favorite. I think it's between him and Lamar Jackson. You know, and I think it, they're going to give it to Lamar. To you think? With you. Yeah. That would be a second one for Lamar. You don't think Dak's going to get the first one here? It'd be cool. I just. I don't think I just don't see it. Okay, tell me why. I I think they're going to give the edge to Lamar because of the rushing aspect. He's got like what eight hundred yards rushing or whatever. I can look up his stats. Sure. Just Dak's definitely got the passing over Lamar, like Mm -hmm. significantly. But as a total package, he's been 
he's been more impressive from a statistical standpoint, just adding in the rushing yards. Yeah, Lamar has 821 yards rushing and uh, five rushing touchdowns. Let me see if I can find Mr. Prescott's rushing. What, what's how many passing touchdowns does he have? Twenty something. Uh, Lamar Jackson on the season has 24 touchdown passes. So 30. So yes. He has a total of 29 touchdowns. 29, 29 touchdowns. But Dak has 36 passing touchdowns. Let me see if I can find Dak's uh, rushing stats here real quick for you. He has two touchdowns. Two touchdowns rushing and 242 yards. uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Rushing. Has he caught a pass this year? Oh, no, he has not. No, that was 2020. So, oh, well. Um. I think he deserves it myself. I mean, I, um, you know, no offense to your Steelers, but the East was a, t- I mean, with the Eagles there, I think it was a little bit tougher division. Although the Browns are good this year as well. I mean, uh, three three teams are coming out of the, the AFC North. In the I mean, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, I, I don't know. I just feel like Dak has a, has a real shot here. So I, I just feel like. Hit the, the 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 bounce back. Should he be comeback player of the year as well? That now nah, that can't be. That's got to be Demar Hamlin, right? It's got to be. He did. He did die. What did he do? He died. Like what? Like what? Uh, yeah, but I mean, like what did? He, what was his like stats? Does I mean, it just matter? coming back? You think he? Does it matter? Uh, he died. Dak Dak not getting the comeback player of the year in twenty twenty one was kind of strange. Kind of strange. Yeah. He had almost 4,500 passing yards and 37 touchdowns. He had a career yeah. high in touchdowns. After coming back not, from a, he came from a second. horrible injury. Had the Fitzgerald injury. I mean, almost everybody predicted he was going to get it, and he kind of, to me, was even better than a lot of people thought. Mm-hmm. And won the division. He had almost 4,500 yards passing, 37 touchdowns. Strange. But Dak led the league or was second – in the league in most statistical categories for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you tweeted this uh, yesterday, didn't you? I did. So, let's see if I can find it. Um, we were really ready for this led the Led the league in interceptions last year, obviously, with 15, and he predicted he would have under 10 this year, and mm-hmm. you saw that tweet recirculating from Barstool. All the people underneath is like, yeah, he's going to have more than 10, whatever. So, this year, he was first in the league in, inter- in touchdowns, with 36, mm-hmm. led the league in completions, which tied a career high, 410. He was one away from a career high in touchdowns. Second in passing yards, which was, I think, second most he's had. Second in completion percentage. Second in quarterback rating, which was over 105. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was second in wins. Mm-hmm. Was one back from Lamar Jackson. So, you know, it, it was it was truly a great year for Dak. And if you look at their losses – even in the losses, to me, he was impressive in most of them. He, let's see, the the San Francisco and the Bills games; those two games were his worst games. I think. I think. Yeah, I, feel I would agree. Comfortable saying those were his worst games. Yeah. They had a chance. He he had 250 yards in um in their loss against Arizona. So I mean, I don't know if I can blame him for that. Right. He was. I thought exceptional against Philadelphia. 374 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. They lost that game. And then against Miami, he led a potential game-winning drive, had 253 yards passing, two touchdowns, 
They had another touchdown that was just fumbled by the fullback. So in, you know, three of their losses, basically, he was he did it, he played his part. They got destroyed by San Francisco, but they they gave up 42 points. Mm-hmm. Arizona, they gave up 28 points. So, you know, I can't really blame him for the losses that they had. I thought he was as good as any quarterback in the league this year, mm-hmm. you know, top to bottom. I thought he was he was fantastic. And yet, at the same time, you you do you don't you don't think he'll be the MVP? You think that'll be good to Lamar Jackson? I just have a feeling, you know that they were the they were the number one seed in in the AFC. Mm-hmm. You know, Lamar's coming off a season where, you know, essentially a lot of teams said no thanks. On mm-hmm. him. He was a free agent. He had an opportunity to go just about everywhere, and teams just kind of passed on him. You know, the Ravens were just like, eh. And he came out and he was great. I, I just I feel like it's going to be him. I would love for it to be Dak. I think Dak deserves it. That's just my prediction. I think it's going to be Lamar. I think it's going to be Dak. I feel like you know in the NFL sometimes the things that sell are, are you know I'm not saying the NFL's fixed. Let me let's let's just get that one out of the way right off the top of the bat. It's rigged. It's, I don't believe in the whole scripted NFL thing, but I do believe that you know sometimes the uh, the top dogs get a little extra attention, and the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys is about as top dog as you can get in the NFL. I, I, I just feel like that people people can put such a microscope on Dak. The fact that he's delivered this year, I think maybe, you know, at some point you have to win over your haters, right? At some point you have to win over the people. Because I don't think any quarterback has taken as much criticism over the last five years as Dak Prescott. And again, that comes with the territory of being the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Um but I think this is his year for for redemption. I feel like he he's got a real chance to be the MVP, and I think the Cowboys have a real chance in the NFC. Now, if they have to go to San Francisco, that's going to be a really really tough for, for whatever the Forty Nine. Well, it's not even for whatever reason. The Forty Nine ers are just a really good team, and they have elite players all over the field on both sides of the ball. Um, it's kind of weird how they've done that because they they drafted a quarterback third a few years ago, and and he now plays for Dallas. Normally, when you draft a quarterback that high, it just it it destroys your franchise for a couple of years. The, the 49ers have shaken that off like it was absolutely nothing. Um, yeah, whatever, whatever, you know, whoever was making the decisions on their quarterback situation just nailed it. I mean, beyond comprehension, how yeah. good they were on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they essentially had three quarterbacks last year that were potential starters. Mm-hmm. They could have kept Jimmy G. They could have kept Trey Lance. And they, and they haven't had to pay anybody a mega deal. Yeah. Everybody's been basically like on rookie contracts or whatever. So, I mean, it's been – they're. I mean, their quarterback, that at some point, you know, it's going to be tough for them. But right now it's coming up aces. The Steelers have who in the first round? Uh, I saw that y'all got Bills. in. Congrats. The Bills? Yep. Who in Buffalo? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Without TJ Watt, well, I mean that, that's problem. The, the only the only thing good that's going for the Bills and that or the Steelers in that game is that the weather isn't an issue for them. Like if the Dolphins were coming up there or the Chiefs, that might be something. But the, that's the Steelers actually can when play they play their game. best. Yeah, the Steelers the the Steelers want it as ugly as they, as you can possibly get it. We want it to be raining, sleeting, snowing, and under thirty eight degrees. Maybe a little hail. A little hail. I mean. It's so. very similar to sleet, so yeah. 
Good year for some Bulldogs in the NFL this year. Obviously, we saw Chris Jones yesterday picking up a 10th sack, which got him a $1.25 million bonus. That's not anything to sneeze at. Chris Jones, is Chris Jones the best defensive lineman in the NFL, or would you still say Aaron Donald? It's it's one of those two, right? I, the thing that's so impressive about Chris is he can literally play every position and dominate at that position. Mm-hmm. You can put him at edge. You can put him at defensive tackle, nose go- tackle. It's really insane. I, I don't know how many guys have been able to do that. He's the only defensive tackle type that has had 70-plus sacks in Kansas City history. Mm-hmm. And he's top five in the history of the franchise and sacks already. And he's mentioned with Derek Thomas and Justin Houston and guys like that. That tells you what kind of defensive lineman the studio is. And he's taking on constant double teams. So that's a tough question. You know, he's a different kind of guy. He's a different kind of defensive lineman than Aaron Donald. But yeah. he's certainly in the same exact conversation. Yeah. I think you can make a point for either one of them. Either way, he's going to be paid a contract as high as anybody that's ever gotten one on the defensive line, I think, in the NFL. Another Bulldog who had a a really good year, and you know, maybe I shouldn't be surprised because he was really good here at Mississippi State, but Martin Emerson quietly in Cleveland, and Cleveland was kind kind of a quiet thing in the NFL this year, right? You know, when Deshaun Watson gets hurt and you're like, okay, what is this team? And then Joe Joe Flacco, who, as we all know, is an elite quarterback, shows up. But Martin Emerson on that defense is one of the has turned himself into one of the league's best cover corners. And uh, you know, in a year where Emmanuel Forbes was a first round pick, and there was some some looking people looking at Mississippi State. And obviously, Darius Slay has had a great career, and you know, probably nearing the end of it, probably a few more years left for Darius Slay. But Martin Emerson looks like he's about to step forward and become that next Bulldog, who's one of the top DBs in the league, one of the highest graded cornerbacks in the league this year. I was kind of surprised he didn't get a call for the Pro Bowl. He was outstanding. And he's always been there. I mean, he was one of the SEC's best in coverage. Mm. He is top top three, I think, in the NFL in man coverage this year. I believe I saw that tweeted out the other day. Our friend Brandon Langlois tweeted that, yeah. Surprisingly, had more pass deflections last year hmm. uh, and started in six more games. I guess they're – he didn't get the ball thrown to him as much this year, but he had four interceptions. That's a story we're familiar with, isn't it? People not yeah. wanting to throw at Martin Emerson. Exactly. 59 tackles, 14 pass deflections. It seemed like, you know, early in the season, he was kind of in and out of the starting lineup, but it seemed like as the year progressed, he was like their guy back there. Mm-hmm. And he's emerged quickly as, you know, one of the better cover corners, I think, in the AFC. And I think he's going to have a great career. I mean, he's off to a great start already. So State had three pro bowlers, and Emerson wasn't one. Who was it? Was it Jones, Prescott, and and Simmons? No, Jones, Prescott, and Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat. One of the craziest stats of all time with Montez Sweat, too. The, The... Led two different teams in sacks in the same season. That is a record that likely will never be broken in, in NFL history. It's just hard to do, you know. Twelve and a half sacks this year yeah. for Montez. He was a menace. Finally had his breakout year. Yeah, and you know he's been playing. He's been playing on a, on a pretty talented, you know, front at Washington. Mm-hmm. I know Chase Which they Young broke up. 
Yeah, Chase Young had been injured a lot, but I think he's going to get kind of a second breath at the at San Francisco. Yeah, I agree. But he he was outstanding this year, and I don't know if it. I mean, I'm not going to say it was a defensive end that that really kind of brought a little bit out of the Bears in the second half of the schedule, but they were a better team with him mm-hmm. when he moved to Chicago. I think there were five and four maybe in their last nine games or something. Mm -hmm. And they had started the year like one and six or two and six or whatever. So, you know, I I think that he definitely, you know, brought a little bit of an edge to that defense and you're starting to see him come into his own. I mean, this is a guy that blew up the combine a few years ago and he's had a really productive career. It's not like that he hadn't been good. I mean, he started every single game in his career at this point, but he hadn't had that breakthrough you know, Chris Jones type season, 10 plus sacks. He had 12 and a half this year, which was, you know, right up there, one of the best in the league this year. Um, of course, not quite uh, TJ Watt territory. Right. Over 18 sacks this year, but yes, that's neither here nor there. Montez but, uh, Sweat good, to a really me. Really good year. Yeah. Montez Sweat to me is like, a, it, Chicago feels like the right fit, right? Doesn't he just feel like a Chicago Bear? Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm just older, and I remember when the, the old monsters of the midway. But like a, an elite get after it pass rusher, that is a Chicago Bear to me. So good fit for him. So a, a good year for for the MSU dogs out there, and you know, obviously quite a few of them into the playoffs this year. Um, and I think, um, unfortunately, I think not Jeff- JT Gray, but okay. Yeah, I think Jeffrey Simmons and Danico were both alternates. I may be wrong on Jeff. Yeah, and Jeff uh, also Tennessee's nominee for NFL Man of the Year, correct? Yes, so which would be kind of wild if State got two of those in a row because Dak won it last year. That's right, right. Also, be kind of wild if State got the MVP and the NFL Man of the Year. And yes, it would. I I don't understand why State can't capitalize on these defensive guys right now. If there is, I I don't know if it's the new era of college football that the guys just don't care about it. But which is weird, right? You think. You know, if you're looking at NIL, you should also be thinking, okay, what am I doing four years from now, six years from now, something like that. And I, I said that once on on Sports Talk, and Richard kind of laughed at me, and I was like, you know, with Mississippi State back before they had, and the 2018, uh, the 2019 draft where they had three first round picks, I was like, you know, with Mississippi State, they've they've kind of been selling the idea of, okay, maybe you know, at State, if you're not a first rounder, that's fine. Because look at what our guys are getting on their second NFL contracts. Guys who are getting drafted third, fourth round, but then they're turning themselves into $100 million players, you know, $50, $60, $70 million deals down the road. Now State has the first rounders. But if there's one thing about Mississippi State, and and I hate to turn negative after we've had this good NFL discussion, but it's like State was ranked number one in the nation in 2014 and never really capitalized on that. State went to the Final Four in 1996 and did not capitalize on that. You know, two years later, that Richard Williams was gone, and and the team was having losing records. Mississippi State wins the national championship in baseball, and here we are with it. it, it it's just not capitalizing on things is something. It's kind of tradition here at Mississippi State sometimes. <laughs> I hate that, but it is what it is. How how dare you bring this negative negativity in this podcast? I am the worst. But it's like you know, David Turner has been a part of every single one of these dudes, whether you know recruiting them. I don't think Montez Sweat, but um, you know he's been he is. You would have. Re- I think uh, Brian Baker recruited him, right? So Turner left after the 2016 <clears throat> season, 
right, for the 2015 season? Because he recruited Simmons, but he never coached him, right? Yes. So He went to Texas A&M. So then was Brian Baker under a um, Brian was he Baker, guy? Yes. Okay, then, yeah, Brian Baker would have. It was recruited. Brian Baker. So I yeah. think he was Brian Baker, but Turner recruited Jeffrey Simmons. Mm-hmm. Turner recruited Chris Jones, right? Yeah, and coached him. And coached him. Recruited Fletcher Cox. Nico Autry. Fletcher yeah. Cox. Yeah. Um, Preston Smith. Preston Smith. Yeah. Every guy there. but Montez Sweat. And he he would have gotten Montez Sweat, too, because that was yeah. a JUCO guy. Yeah. He would have gotten him, too. Yeah. There, there's no doubt. Yeah. So it's just it's just strange, man. I, I don't know what's – I don't know if if – you know, Turner just doesn't mesh as well with this group, like this new age, if kids just don't care. I don't know. But I would have thought for sure he would have been able to get Mississippi State in the game with some of these guys at a high school this past year in Mississippi. I would have thought he'd be able to to convince some guys. Now, I think there's some there's some upside with uh, Wilkie Denald, I think we'll talk about. Well, let's let's but, let's let's uh, let's do that now. Let's let's talk about somebody he did get. We'll move into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council, who want to remind you that beef it is what's for dinner. If you're firing up the grill, hey, look, I know it's going to be cold and nasty these next few days, but the weekend I've already seen the forecast supposed to be sunny, cool outside, cold outside. Fire up the grill, put some steaks on the grill, and have a great weekend. Or hey, if you want to do something big, big brisket. I mean, seven thirty tip. You got all day. For, for, for brisket on, on Saturday. So red meat, that's what makes people happy. You know, women don't want flowers. They want steak. I just, I just be the first one to tell you that if you didn't already know. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are looking for. Robbie, pick a day that we're going to go eat at Two Brothers this week. Not tomorrow. Um, not tomorrow. Not not Tuesday. Other than that, though. Thursday. All right, we're going to go eat at Two Brothers on Thursday. Very good. Okay. All right. It's 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 locked in. But now I know. I know I'm going to go eat at Two Brothers on Thursday. That makes me happy. Two Brothers smoked meats will make you happy too. Smoked Southern Soul food, great barbecue, but it's a lot more than just that. Sandwiches, tacos, wings, nachos. They got it all. It's great stuff. Enjoy it. A trip to Two Brothers. Also, don't forget, a Bulldog Initiative business. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it now for 49 years. Nearly a half century of taking care of their customers. When you need technology for your business, give Advantage Business Systems a call. And then if you do need service, you just call back the people who you made the sale with. No 1-800 number, no call center, no out-of-state technicians. Just to Mississippi folks who can normally help you a lot of times the same day because they're in Mississippi just like you. 601-362-9192 or you can visit them online, absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue is where you want to find your next pullover or polo for this upcoming baseball and football and whatever season. The Banner M, it's gone. It's done. Zach Selman has helped us eradicate it. We were, we were the ones who started this process. Never forget that that began here on Thunder and Lightning. But 
When you need to get a new uh, polo or pullover, you're going to head over to The Rogue. They've got the logos that you want, great styles, great name brands. Check it out. The Rogue and Jackson or shop online at therogue.com. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at The Rogue. All right, back-to-back days. Play the song. I already mentioned it, Robbie. Wilkie Deneau has committed to Mississippi State, transferring to Mississippi State from Auburn, where he was a redshirt freshman this past year, I believe, class of 23. So a guy who coming out of high school, ton of offers uh, from from almost every power five school, uh, especially across the SEC, uh, was what a, what is he listed as here? Composite four-star uh, commitment uh, coming out of high school. We'll see what he gets. I'm sure for Mississippi State, he'll get in. Uh, let, let, let's, hold on, hold on. I mean, gazing crystal ball. 86. We're going to go 80. He came from oh. Auburn. That's worth an extra point. Uh, nice. But red, red-shirted. Did did nothing to lose no. any of his ranking, but yeah, there we go. Exactly. So, defensive linemen, uh, state needs them. Uh, you were just talking about Turner a second ago. Here's what here's the guy he was able to pull in. Um, a guy who visited Mississippi State this past weekend, also visited Florida Atlantic. Uh, and ends up picking the Bulldogs uh, there. I don't know, man. It just feels they they just need they just need players, man. I'm I'm not in a position where I can sit there and and, and look down at any uh, pickups at this point, right? Yeah, I think it just the defensive line just is what it is right now. It's just a lot of unproven guys, and it could be good. I don't know. I mean, you're either going to not trust David Turner here or you're going to trust him. That's my view on it. Um, because he hasn't even gone after like some really big names. He's just kind of been content with what he has. That that's to me is what, is what I've seen is he's looking for some fillers and he's okay with what he has on campus right now. So it, you know, it's either going to bite Mississippi state in the butt or he's going to look like a genius. And I, you know, I'll say this. I mentioned it while ago on the board. David Turner has been talking about this freshman group and the sophomore group for a while. Mm-hmm. He He's really excited about this young group. And so I don't know if that's the, the reasoning here, that he's just kind of been, you know, selective and not really going after big names. I don't know. But I know that he likes, obviously, Travion Williams and Calvin Dinkins a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And he's very high on Caleb Bryant, Gabe Moore, and uh, Joseph Head. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if he's right on that. I mean, Deontay Anderson is back. I thought he was one of State's better pass rushers last year. Mm-hmm. So that that's good, we, but we talked about this last week about you know playing devil's advocate and saying you know David Turner is a coach who should you know maybe have earned some trust and be able to say look yeah I got good young guys and maybe maybe that's what they're telling recruits and that's what telling guys in the portal like look you can come in but I got a young core here that you, it's going to be a tough it's there's nothing guaranteed you know if if you want to if you want to be a positive 
person. That's definitely the way you want to look at it. But, I mean, there's a strong possibility that 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 is the case, that Turner has seen these guys, and he knows what it takes to win in the SEC, and he's like, we're good. We're going to be okay. You know, they're young. We'll take some lumps early, but we'll be we'll, by the end of the season. We'll have it all figured out. We'll see if that. And he is. should and he should be afforded a little bit of that. I agree. Don't you think? I, that's what I, I said we, it last week. Yeah. I mean, we've criticized it as well, but automatically just coming out and saying that he needs to be fired and stuff after the resume he's built over the years. This is really the first year mm-hmm. that we've kind of questioned him. Yeah. So to me, like the guy's been at Mississippi State for like a decade. Um, with two different coaches, two or three different coaches, whatever it is, and he's produced, you know, every step of the way. It's really hard for me to just kind of throw him into the trash, right? So I'm willing to see what he's got here in these young guys. If these yeah. guys come out and they're productive in year one, then he knew a lot more than the rest of us. Yeah. If they don't, then you know the average Mississippi State fan knew a little bit too. And I think this is another one. This is one thing that I did get on to Arnett about even when he was the coordinator was they just did not get the young guys reps. We haven't seen these guys. You know, I know Trevion Williams and Calvin Dickens got hurt last year, but even the year before when they could have, you know, played and, and redshirt. And, and honestly, in this day and age of college football, redshirting is just, I mean, I, I don't see the point in it anymore. Nobody's going to stick with your program for five years, hardly at all. But we never saw any of these guys. The linebacker core is that way, too. The state signed all these young linebackers a couple years ago, and, and you haven't seen any of them. You know, you haven't really seen Avery Sledge or, or Jave Gilmore. You saw a little bit of Zachary Tillman last year. You've seen a little bit of Nick Mitchell here and there, but you haven't seen these guys. So, you know, there's a lot of unknown with Mississippi State's defense, and I think it's definitely, it's, it's kind of a possible high ceiling and possible really low floor. You know, if, Trent, if Turner's wrong and these young guys, they're not ready to contribute and you aren't bringing anybody in, then, yeah, it's going to crash and burn and you're going to be really bad defensively. But if Turner's right, then you, you could surprise some people next season. So, again, as we talked about yesterday, if State can put together a top 40 offense there, or even a top, you know, Levy's numbers would like to let you to believe that he, that he can put together a top 20 offense in year one. I don't know if that's the case or not. I don't know if he can do that or not. You know, when you're you're walking into uh, Mississippi State this this year, I don't know that you have a quarterback situation like you had at Oklahoma when you had Dylan Gabriel, like you had at Ole Miss where you had Matt Corral, although Matt Corral was kind of an unknown commodity at that point too. But as we showed, Ole Miss won 11 games with the with a what the 70th ranked defense. LSU won 10 games with the 105th ranked defense, you don't have to be great defensively to win games if you're great offensively. So, can Levy do that in year 1? That's going to be that's where his that's where they're going to find out what this team really is. I just think, you know, if the offense is really good next year, which, you know, who knows. But if it is, I just don't think people are going to care all that much about the defense. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. You're going to you're going to to be okay with giving up a you know a couple of touchdowns here and there if your team is, you know, whizzing it down the field. Yeah. Getting in the end zone. Exactly. Scoring a lot of points, scoring forty plus points. Yeah. Now, you know, it's gonna create some anxiety when you could say, like, if we just had a defense that could slow this team down, we well, wouldn't yeah. do all this. But when still, you're up thirty five thirty one in the fourth quarter, you're gonna be sitting there like, oh gosh, hoping we can get a stop here. Yeah. 
But there's in college football now, there's so many average to bad defenses out there that no one cares about because their offense is so exciting. Mm-hmm. So LSU, I'm not dismissing, you know, Mississippi State's work right now on the defensive side of the ball and just letting them have a pass. They need to be better. Mm-hmm. And you, you would obviously like to be really good on both sides of the ball. But for this year, I mean, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So, you know, it's obvious they're not going to get any traction. It's take a few more swings, sure, but I just I have no faith that this defensive portal hall is going to be very good. So, you know, let's just see what happens this year, and if it's the same thing next year, then that's a major issue for the program moving forward. But the offense has to be, by default, has to be really good. You know who's really good on both sides of the ball? Georgia. Yeah, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Alabama, Alabama to, to an extent, years, yeah. Texas, most years. Those the teams that compete for the national title, the ones that are good on both sides of the ball. The rest of us are out here just trying to be good on one and hoping that's enough to win some games. So, well, you know what what has you know producing all this these NFL players done for Mississippi State's brand, honestly, for the, as a football program. Yeah. I mean, People still talk about Mississippi State as the bottom feeder in the SEC. Mm-hmm. People talk about people vote Mississippi State last in the SEC, you know, almost every year. And then those teams that Mississippi State has been right there with, that have had exciting offenses, they they're spoken of in a different light. So give me some excitement for once. Yeah, I agree. Saddling your you know your hopes on your defense being good just it doesn't doesn't really move the needle in this day and age. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. Tomorrow's the rumblings. Get your questions in now. Also, tomorrow I'll put out the uh, voting for the uh, the, Ro- the Robbie Awards so you can vote on your favorite Mississippi State players and moments from the past year. You guys, have a great Tuesday. Robbie and I will be back with you on Wednesday. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.